Welcome to Practicing Catholics with Bob and Dan, a podcast called No Good Evangelists. <laughs> also, <laughs> what's the topic, Bob? I think we should talk about prayer. Okay. All right. Deep stuff here. Heavy hitters. Is it? Yeah, man. Prayer's, I mean, ha- prayer's the direct gateway to God. Yeah. Well, a lot of people say when they hear about a tragedy, they say, our thoughts and prayers go out to the family, like you see it on the news. And I'm thinking... Save the to, thoughts. I'm thinking to that. Not, not only that, I'm thinking that them actually saying that is their idea of the prayer. Because I doubt they, you know, drop to their knees and pray. Our thoughts and prayers. Really? Yeah. You know, I, was, I assume people are sincere when they say... They, like, they are sincere, yeah. but that is the prayer. The announcement that thoughts and prayers go out to you. That's the prayer. So you don't think, like, later, they actually do, no. like... No. You know, they're going to bed and they think, well, dear God, bless those people no. or something. No. Wow. Well, I, I'd say maybe 5%. Why do you assume that? I, maybe, I would say like 5% of Christians mm. actually follow through on that. And actually, I have pray. no data, just a hunch. Yeah. So I've asked people, Christians who I talk to, do you pray? And it's always a yes. They always say, yes, I pray. Mm hmm. Um, I suppose it could be, I've always assumed it, just telling the truth, but, and I, and I assume it means regularly, but maybe, maybe it's not. No, I, I don't know of any polling done on, do you pray regularly? Yeah. No. How do you feel about prayer, Dan? Do you like it? No, is it but a- it is a good thing. And, uh, I've been doing pretty good. I have a pretty good mor- routine of prayer. And, uh, this morning I skipped. So <laughs> is it formal or informal or both? Um, I don't. I don't know how formal. I, I usually get up and I do uh, Bible readings in the morning. And mm-hmm. then there's um, we do morning prayer uh, as an office and the Angelus, uh, the Angelus at noon. Um, but do you ever I, just sit in a room and quiet and just talk to God? Well, that's what I do with the Bible in the mornings. So I read. I read um, a certain number of chapters or do you like, do you like Lectio Divina? And, no, I hate Lectio Divina. Not actually hate, but. You know, yeah, like, met, uh, so yeah, you've tried it and you're like, this isn't for me. Well, it's, it, I fear it probably is for me. It's the problem. <laughs> so I really don't like it. I don't I don't like the uh, the meditation, the, the aspect of meditation that it does. Or it's not even meditation. It's contemplation, mm-hmm. which is uh, meditation is where you think about something. And contemplation is almost where you don't. It's, it's, it's heresy to say it's where you don't think about anything. But it's uh, it's more listening. Yeah. Um, than than meditating is, and I just never hear anything. So I also like, got another oh, stat for man. you that I just made up. Okay, I would say ten percent <laughs> of Christians listen. Yeah, in prayer, that's my guess. So, a lot of them think it's just they treat them like Santa Claus. Dear God, help me with this. Dear God, help me with that. All right, I'm done. See you. Yeah, yeah. I can only do listening for like five seconds at a time. Like, you got something? Okay. <laughs> you had your that's, shot. That's why it's a good idea to go to ad- adoration for an hour. Yeah. And you have to have a set a set amount of time in mind. You know, because if you just go there and say, well, let's just play it by ear, then it's like eight minutes later, shoo, out the door. Mm. So I've heard a father say, doesn't matter which one, but if you make that commitment, oftentimes he'll he'll wait till the last few minutes to touch your heart, I guess speak to you and so when you do listen apparently people hear things Mm. not audibly but and i'm not really good at listening and hearing anything ever 
But I've heard some people say I hear things Even in the stillness or... of my heart. Yeah, I don't, you know, sometimes I get thoughts and I don't know if they're from him or whoever. Yeah, uh, I don't assume, when I get a thought, I don't assume it's from God. But if it's a good thought, that's a big help. He gets the credit. <laughs> yeah, he gets the credit for all the good thoughts. And yeah. like, well, I know that. I know he's a fan of that one. That worked so. out. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give that to him. Well, no, because the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above, descending from the Father of lights. Mm-hmm. So if I have a good thought, I know it is from him, even if it's even if he did it through some uh, secondary cause like me, like me, <laughs> if he gave me a good brain or he gave me good training or whatever. And then I have a good thought. It's still from him, ultimately. Sure. Because it's good. Yeah. So I thank him for it. Um, yeah. Listening is listening is tough for me, but there's some uh, I, I don't want to say that I don't listen. Mm hmm. Uh, I would say that my ways of listening tend to be through the ways that I that I think he's shown me are effective. Mm-hmm. So one is through the Bible. Mm-hmm. Big fan of reading the Bible, pouring over the scriptures, studying the stories, memorizing the scriptures. Uh, I love doing that. And he speaks to me through that. I know he does because I hear his voice, not uh, in, the, in the scriptures. I, I sense his presence. How's there, that different so. from Lexio? Well, Le- Lexio is like... So in Lexio, you take a particular scripture and you like you think about you start by thinking that over over and over, like you say it several times, mm-hmm. not not over and over like the rosary, but like you say it several times. You read it, you think you, you just kind of pause there and you l- listen for something about that particular phrase or word. And I don't I don't do any of that stuff. So what do you do? You get in there, you start reading. Yeah, chapter by chapter, line by line. How do you know, how do you, how do you know what? I mean, I do it. Do you have a routine, like I'm reading Ephesians, or you just pick it up in the morning, yeah, wherever got, you want to do it, or I you go a, book by book? I got a one-year, I mean, right, it depends on what, but right now I'm going through a read the Bible plan in a year, and uh, whatever things it says to read for that day. Okay. That's what I read. That's good. Um, And as part of it, I pray the, pray the Psalms, so... Uh, interspersed with the normal parts of the Bible or with the other parts of the Bible is a psalm for each day. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I do I do that. And that I, I don't, like, spend a lot of time thinking about the things that I've read explicitly. Mm-hmm. So I go, I finish the reading. I do, a, like, a glory be and a sign of the cross, and I'm done with the readings, and I'm done with my prayer. And you don't and, think about it. Well, not not, like, explicitly and consciously. But but I also do. So it it, it stays with me, right? Not on purpose. It's like, like in the background. Sure, you know. Yeah, and that's been, that's been quite effective for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I do. I t- people think I, I know the Bible really well, and I I think I do. I mm-hmm. think I've got a pretty good grasp on Bible story, Bible history, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah, you're a lot better it, than me. And I've done it for a long time. Um, it works for you. Yeah, and th- those things occur to me, like. I know it's go, something's working on in the background there because during the day, something that I read or something that I read a couple days ago, or it'll, it'll occur to me. And I'll be like, oh, the Psalms say something about this thing we're talking about or Ephesians does or Chronicles or whatever we're talking about. It's a living thing, the Bible. Yeah, it stays with me. And so that's, uh, that is an effective form of prayer for me that I think is very highly recommended by the saints and church fathers. Has that ever happened with a regular book? You read it and it sticks with you and you gain like insight into certain things like a novel moby dick or something i don't know i've definitely read a lot of novels and what tends to stick with me about them is not not wisdom for life 
Okay. Like the bike with the Bible. Mm -hmm. But more like uh, fact, facts that I can recite in order to sound smart. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> what occurs to me with like Moby Dick and stuff. I'd be like, oh, yeah, in the oil, in the fishing industry, they do this thing. Yeah, like, and you're thinking to yourself, watch that, this. I'm going to dazzle them knot. with a little, what's the dude's name? Facts and knowledge. What was the dude's name in the beginning of Moby Dick? A a Amos? Ahab. Ahab. A <laughs> well, Did you ever do out, the thing with the Bible? It starts out with a different guy. It's, um, my name is Ishmael. Ishmael. Uh, Did you ever do the thing where you just... I want inspiration. I'm just going to flip open the book and whatever page it lands on, I'm going to put my finger on it and hope to be dazzled. Yeah, I've 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 opened up the Bible to random verses in order to um well, in order to start there. I don't I I try I think it would be superstitious to expect uh that that this is this is the uh the way that God I don't know how to finish the sentence. All right. I think you can get superstitious if you, you can. Open, randomly open the but Bible. people have done that. And, and pick one out. I've, you know, you read on Facebook, I randomly turn to this page and Lord's, you know, he'll he'll use everything, I guess. May, yeah. I wouldn't make a habit of it. Like, well, so, but there can also be, with if you don't, if you don't expect a particular message from, like, this is how God, you don't want to set it up as an expectation for God. But I think you can... It's a good book. If you're going to flip open to a page and start reading there, there's nothing wrong with that. That's um, Just don't expect. I, I, yeah, I don't have a very clear thought about the line between I'm opening up to a random spot and I'm going to read what's on that page in order to learn something versus uh, I'm going to I'm, – and I'm not sure what to put on the other side of, of as the bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, I've but, heard, you know, yeah. Yeah. So what do you do to pray, Bob? What's your favorite method of prayer? Well, I pray the rosary every day, and I'm – have to say I'm not too attentive every day. It's kind of like it's good to do, and I do it. Mm -hmm. And I think I, you know, I receive graces for doing it, even though I'm not very attentive. But I, you know, I like I know the mysteries, so it's not like I'm going to be surprised or learn anything new. But I think it's just good. And you know, I do the scriptural rosary, so it's like mm. if I pay attention for four out of the ten, <laughs> I feel I'm doing pretty good. And I know I, I'm more at peace when I pray it. I'm less likely to sin when I pray it mostly lust. So it's a great, it's a great sanctifier. Um, try to do adoration. I don't do it too much. I should do it more. Mm. I pray the Angelus every day. I pray some, you know, I pray a couple times a day with people I work with. Um, it's nice to work in a place where prayer is a part of the daily routine. Yeah, I pray with Brian, uh, a friend of mine, uh, the breviary every day. You know, like I say, four out of five work days a week. Mm -hmm. So that's good. That's some psalms right there. Yeah, good stuff. So what's the breviary, Bob? Um, Liturgy of Hours, right? It's, yes, it's another name for it. Or I don't know what it is exactly, but thing. we pray it every day. Do you want to tell the folks what it is? Yeah, it is a, also called Christ, the Book of Christian Prayer. It is a very ancient devotion to the church. It goes all the way back to, um, well, it goes back to Judaism, actually. Um the Jews would pray out of the book of Psalms and uh, Christian monks took the book of Psalms and divided it into sections. And then they made a book uh, called the breviary, which was like an organized way of reading the Psalms. I think they would read the whole Psalter in a week. Mm -hmm. And it's been updated at various times in church history um, and other prayers added to it besides the Psalms. It's like the Our Fathers part of the, every time you do the breviary, you do the Our Father. Um, I think the, the prayers to Mary in there and other saints, but it, the heart of it's praying through the Psalms. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, the current version of the, of the most common version of the breviary has selections from the Psalms rather than the full thing. 
Uh, and that's, yeah, it's a, it's a good, it's a book that is basically selections from the Psalms with, uh, with other Christian prayers in there as well. And the Divine Mercy Chaplet, which is good because it only takes like eight minutes. But that's a nice um, prayer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. You know, when I think about the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, I think about, well, one of the Psalms, which is uh, Psalm 136. Uh, praises God uh, something like 36 times or 20 20 sometimes for his mercy it's like uh for his mercy endures forever and he just you says it over that. and over yeah it, it says it over and over after naming things that he did for the israelites it's like he he led them out of egypt for his mercy endures forever and he gave them the promised land for his, and it goes on and on um and the, the chaplet of divine mercy reminds me very much of that prayer because yeah. it is also a commemoration of god's mercy and through re- repetitious repeating it yeah, it seems we have, and we got novenas in our church. Mm-hmm. We got all kind of devotions, octaves. octaves. Yeah, and the Protestants, they don't, they kind of just, they're more informal. It's a, yeah, they are informal, I suppose, or many of them are. Of course, you get Lutherans and Episcopalians who are much closer to what we do. Sure. Um, I always find it funny when a Protestant says, like, "Why do you do repetitious prayer?" Mm-hmm. And then you listen to them pray, and it's like, Father God, we just, oh, Father, we just praise you. We praise you, Father. <laughs> and, and Father, we just praise you. And then the next time you pray with them, it's the same thing. Yeah, and if you go to their liturgies or their, their church services, like, oh, you shouldn't have all this liturgy. It's the same thing over and over again. But what do they do? Well, they sing a song at the start, then the pastor gets up, and he has a word of knowledge <laughs> for the congregation. Then he goes, it's the same thing every time, Yeah. basically, unless they have a guest pastor or something. Yeah. So... We're repetitious creatures. Yeah. And uh, and God speaks to us through that repetition. And they seem to put a lot more emotion into it where we, and the effectiveness, and correct me if I'm wrong, it doesn't really depend on how we're feeling about it. Yeah. Um, well. I, I would say, too, there, there can be a negative effect if you're feeling really rotten at church. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not, well, because I remember that one that doesn't one, mean you shouldn't go, but that one um, passage in the Bible where Peter was in jail or whatever, and they prayed for him fervently, and then the doors just the jail open. just opened. Yeah. So, I mean, if you pray more fervently, I guess it's more effective. Uh, yeah, I I imagine that if you pour out your heart to God as well as your thoughts, that's even better than just pouring out your thoughts. You're gonna melt his heart a little bit. Something. <laughs> He likes it when we do more stuff for him. Well, you know, and you're like totally trusting. He probably doesn't want to see us hurting. And so he's going to, you know, as a good father, he's going to try and give us some relief, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then adoration, we do contemplation, which is basically just sit there and say, come Holy Spirit, whatever happens, happens. You don't have any agenda, right? Do you go to adoration? Uh, not regularly. So when, when I go to adoration, I tend to have a more or less a formula for how I do it, which starts with a rosary, and then I go into reading of scriptures, and then I spend 10 minutes in silence. That's kind of, that's typically like a typical adoration for me. You're never, you're never in there with your phone on, are you? I have gone with the phone. But you're just reading the Bible. Right. Not like... Not like browsing. Tweeting. Yeah, I don't think I've done that. It's possible that I've done that at some point. Are you on Twitter? 
No, no I'm talking to you on a podcast, Bob. No, I mean, Bob. you have a... Are you on Twitter? Let's not go into that, Bob. Let's <laughs> not go into social media stuff. Okay, I was just curious. Yeah. Isn't what it, about praying to saints? You know, some people go to the... Like, some people say, prefer Hail Mary's to Our Fathers. Okay. They think... <laughs> so? <laughs> some people say, you know... Mary's par, par, um, prayers are more powerful than mine, so I'm just going to pray to her every time. Well, that's still that's that sounds strange to me. It's like you're still the starting point for that, you know. You, you didn't change the fact that you're still praying. Yeah, but you're directing, you're asking her as opposed to talking directly to God. Yeah, and they just I don't know. I mean, we should so, do both, right? Yeah, I mean that, but the Bible tells us or gives tells us to do both and gives us examples of both. So, yeah, do both. But um, I think of I've heard of, I've heard people object to the concept that uh, what you just said, going to Mary because her prayers are more powerful than ours. But that's got quite a bit of biblical support. For example, Job's friends. God said he wouldn't hear their prayers. And so he told them, ask Job to pray for you and I'll hear his prayer, mm. which is kind of weird. Wow. <laughs> but he said that. And it happened with the Israelites, too. When they repented of building the golden calf, God wouldn't hear their prayer. And he told Moses, I'm going to destroy them. And then God, uh, Moses said, no, Lord. You know, and he, he stood in the breach and he, he, said God, for and he interceded for them. And then God listened to Moses hmm. and said, you know, he wouldn't listen to the Israelites prayer, but he would listen to Moses's. So what does that tell you? Be holy. It, it is. It's true that some people's prayers are more powerful than ours. Sure. And Mary's, so it so you is can appropriate take that to the to, bank. Yeah. Bless the Virgin Mary. To, yeah. um, so I love the Memorare. Yeah. I love, you know, that's, I don't know. I just like that one. It seems to be pretty, pretty powerful stuff. Let's talk a little bit more about praying to the saints. Yeah. There's some objections there. What do Protestants say about that, Bob? Well, they say it's idolatry because to them, praying equals worship, period. End of story. So how do we know that praying is, is not, is, that, is praying worship or is it sometimes worship or is it always worship or never worship? Well, if you're doing it with God, it's worship. Mm. And if you're doing it with a human... It could be idolatry if you, you know, expect if you're expecting them to answer your prayers. So any good thing you do can be offered as an act of worship to God. Is that right? Yeah. Our, your work during the day, you can offer that as an end and, and, and then it, then it counts as worship. Mm-hmm. Like you sitting there to banging away at your computer if you're white collar or you're chopping lumber if you're blue collar because that's the only thing blue collar people do. I don't <laughs> think the, they even wear the only thing I did when I was blue collar. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh if whatever you're doing, if you offer it as an act of God, that's your worship. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it's true. It's true of prayer as well. Prayers are a good thing that you do, and they can be offered to God as an act of worship. But you can also they don't have to be worship. Just like chopping wood doesn't have to be worship. So is it true? And we say, is it is it right to say I pray to Mary? Yeah. Okay. In fact, the first five times that the word pray appears in the Bible, none of them are in reference to God. Okay. All of them are people saying to other people, "I pray thee." Such and such. Can you help me with this, with this, uh, whatever they were doing? With so this in, well. that, in that sense, it means to ask? Yeah, it is literally in the old English. That's what the word pray meant. It's I ask thee, help me with this uh, bridge or well or whatever you were working on or whatever you wanted to help with. And when you pray to saints, is it always <clears throat> formal? No, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be formal. So you can just sit here and say, hey, St. Patrick, look, this is what's going on. 
Like he doesn't know. You can talk. Yeah, you can talk to them. Like, uh, does he know? I I don't know. It depends <laughs> on if he's watching or not. I guess. Or you could just catch. That's what up. he's doing. Hey, Pat, be... St. Patrick. Here's the situation. He might be busy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird to think about what they're doing up there. What are they doing up there? Well, well, we got some clues. Go ahead. So the Bible says that when we are judged, God says to us, "You have been faithful over little; I will set thee over much. Enter into the joy of thy master." The people in heaven are in charge of stuff. Okay. So that's kind of, I don't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's in charge of. Maybe Ireland. I've heard he's in charge of Ireland. Yeah, so when I talk to God, it's like, he knows it, but it's helpful for, for me to get it out, to say what, to you know, you can work it out too. When you start saying things out loud, you can work them out. Maybe God enlightened you a little bit too. Now with saints, you might have to say, hey, listen, St. Patrick, I don't, I don't know if you, you're aware of this, but, you know. How do we know they can hear us, Bob? How do they hear us? We don't know they can hear. We don't know. Well, we know that we're surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. So it's possible for them to hear us. I'm, I'm sure that we're not on mute. So uh, when you pray a prayer of repentance, they hear it. Because the Bible says there is joy in heaven when one sinner repents. Maybe God can just tell them somebody repented. Yeah, maybe. But we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. So that leads me to believe that they're watching and they can hear. So that at least implies that he's shouting some of our prayers to him. Yeah. Them. Hey, hey, guys, this guy repented. Bob Wilson just repented. And everyone goes, yay. He gave my last name. Sorry, Bob. That's all right, Danny. Cut it out. <laughs> but, um, yeah. But I didn't know I was it, talking about you. It's interesting because I just said something. Because it's, it's interesting to, to think about what it's going to be like in heaven. Who? Are we going to be able to hear every? Are we going to are we going to want to hear everybody? Are we going to have tabs on every person in the world? Well, the Bible doesn't say they have tabs on everybody. Uh, it does talk about like guardians, um, like, at least with the angels. I don't think it talks about people being guardians, but the angels are guardians of people, and so they probably hear you, or they certainly hear you. You think Mary hears every one of my hail marys and everybody, every one of everybody's hail marys for all those rosaries? Yeah, I. I think so. I, this is, I, I don't. I'm not aware of any teaching on how how it comes to them. Maybe it comes as a summary. Yeah. Fifty fifty six billion hail marys are said to you this year, Mary. <laughs> She's like, all right, all right. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. Well, you hear stories of people on Judgment Day about ready to be sent to hell, and then Mary intervenes and says, "Well, he's with me." I know that in the Book of Revelation. When uh, one of the cities is getting burned down, it says that all the seafarers and everyone in the city cried out, um, uh, O heaven, O saints, apostles, and prophets, how long will this judgment last? Or something like that. It's in Revelation 8, uh, 19, 18, verse 20, that every, like, very, billions of people across the world say, O, o saints, apostles, and prophets, how long will this last? Or something, I forget exactly what they asked him. But it strikes me that the Bible indicates that this is this is something that they can hear. Hmm. But it might it might be like they hear them all as one. Maybe their ears just perk up when we address them. Yeah, maybe. So like when we when our angels speak to us, we hear it typically. Unless you've seared your, seared your conscience, you you get a sense. You get some kind of oh, I shouldn't walk across the street because there's a car coming or whatever. Yeah. And it might be like that, that they get, 
somewhat vague sense, or or maybe once once you're out of your body, or once you're in the state there, and sure. it's all much clearer. Mm-hmm. And those vague senses become very acute, and you know exactly what someone else is trying to tell you. But yeah, well, and Revelation five eight and Revelation eight three indicate that um, saints um, are involved in the process of bringing prayers mm-hmm. to heaven. So yeah, and that that verse strikes me. It sounds to me like the prayers are all put into one big pot and then taken to him. Yeah. Because it says the, the prayers of all the saints went up to them as incense in golden bowls. Now, are those the ones that we pray directly to God or are those the ones that go through the saints? Well, they go through the saints eventually because that's what it says. Right. <laughs> but you think when we pray directly to God that those are the ones that the saints are taken? Um, I know the angels do because the book of Tobit says... That when you're when you prayed to God, it's the angel speaking to Tobit, and he also says this to Sarah. He says, "I was the one who took your prayers to him." Oh, did not know that. Yeah, see, this this all comes from my reading the Bible. It sticks in there. I should do that more. <laughs> I should do that more. I had a thought, but it left my my head. So I know the angels do that, and that seems to be what the Book of Revelation is referencing when it says that the saints do it too, because it says the. Our prayers go up, and the saints take them. Yeah. So then, maybe that's how, yeah, that's interesting. I guess they're trying to say that, yeah, I mean, they're middlemen, maybe. They have a role. They're set over, they're set over stuff. They're set over stuff. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, Bible says to pray constantly. How do you do that? Yeah. St. Paul, where at, does he say that? Yeah, he. It's uh, where he says that is in... Um, the New Testament. Great job, Danny. <laughs> I think it's Thessalonians. Second Thess- uh, Thessalonians 5, I think. Okay. Well, one of his epistles. Epistles. Yeah. Get one it right. His, one of his epistles. Yeah. yeah. He says to pray constantly. So how do you do it? Um, you make, there's a couple of ways. One is to pray regularly. So okay. that's, that's a start. <laughs> Pray. Yeah, that's part of constantly. Start with praying sometimes. <laughs> yes, yes. You can't pray always without starting out at doing it a little bit. So I read in Thomas Aquinas about how um, th- that that's one of the meanings is that we should pray regularly. Then he says that when you do that, it beca- prayer prayerfulness becomes a mindset. It becomes it, like it's a prayer is is a, is a, it's like a background process in your head. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I also do a little bit of computer programming. And in computer programming, one of the things you do is you make uh, routines that run in the background. And we should have one of those for prayer. Yeah. We may not be conscious, but it's it's running. So how does prayer tie into evangelization? But, man, <laughs> so much. Yeah, you can't do it without prayer. You can't. Pray, pray before you evangelize. Pray for the people you evangelize. Pray with the people you evangelize. And when you're done, pray for them again. Because what, what does it do? You mean, you're asking God, God, help me be in tune to these people and where they need the ministering, right? Right. And he gives you thoughts while you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. And then if you pray, he can send them grace to, to be. For me, when I'm evangelizing, he often gives me a Bible verse for them. That's right. So he can help in so many ways. And if you don't pray. You're just going to fail. That's right. I mean, God can still convert them, but let's not say it's going to fail. Let's just say it's so much more powerful when you pray. Yeah, and you're hurting yourself if you don't. You're hurting yourself? Yeah. If you don't pray, you are not fulfilling one of your part, a huge, like the 80% of your Christian duty. 
it is uh, our duty. It's duty. just it's a matter of justice. Yeah. Yeah. God deserves uh, praise because he is so cool. So we got to give it to him. Yeah. Yeah. And don't, you know, Let's don't do, do it begrudgingly. Or, or do it begrudgingly if that's where you're at. I mean, start, don't do it. start begrudgingly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> begrudgingly is not is better than not at all. <laughs> all right, God, I guess you deserve this. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's how people start off. And, you know. That's okay. God's There's he's begrudging patient. prayers in the in the Psalms. Yeah, so. he's patient and he's merciful. All right, Dan. Final thoughts. Man, uh, I think that we recommended adoration. So my final thought would just be to re 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 recommend that and say bring a Bible to adoration and go through a chapter while you're there. That's my recommend. That's my final thought. All right, I will second that. Go to an hour. Let's start small. Go to an hour once a month. All right. All right. Maybe journal and see how you've grown. We're going to follow these recommendations, Bob, ourselves. Do you want to? You want to make that commitment? I do. I think we should, I think we are called to right now. All right. Well, that must uh, the Holy Spirit's talking to you. So I believe it. I'll do it. Start in February. Oops. <laughs> this month. <laughs> this time. We didn't even. You didn't. Ah, oh, you failed at the last second. All, all right. right. God see bless you, you later. all. God bless and uh, keep YB practicing. Evangelist. Keep practicing right? or whatever we're calling this thing. Practicing Catholics who are pretty much not good at evangelizing yet.